Welcome to episode 100 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on youtube.com slash Matt Witt, as well as twitch.tv slash the Matt Witt. You come ch- or you could come check us out uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Today is a very special episode. We are reaching our 100th episode today, and it's a very special one for me and hopefully for you guys too, as we're going to be talking about Eric Wilson, which was the biggest the worst offseason move the Minnesota Vikings made was actually letting Eric Wilson go because this is going to be a huge loss on this defense as he was a healthy stud player, breakout player of the 2020 season. And the Vikings just let him walk and sign a very small deal. On top of that, we're going to be talking about openings on this Vikings lineup as we still don't know who our 22 starters are. We're going to be talking about who potentially could break out and become take that starting role from a current player. I hope you all do enjoy listening to this episode. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. The Minnesota Vikings had nine departures on the starting lineup. Nine of our 22 starters leave this year This year due to free agency. They were either cut or they let them walk. But only one of those players is going to be a noticeable difference going into this 2021 season. That player is Eric Wilson. So first, let's take a look at the players that the Minnesota Vikings lost. Well, nine starters we lost this offseason, and most of them are not big losses. The list would be Kyle Rudolph, Riley Reef, Eric Wilson, Anthony Harris, Dan Bailey, Mike Hughes, Shamar Steffen, Jaleel Johnson, and Afadio Denebo. Now, if you take a look at that list... A lot of those players don't really matter. Shamar Stefan wasn't supposed to be a starter. He was only a starter because Michael Pierce opted out the season. Afadio Denebo was also not supposed to be a starter, once again, because Daniel Hunter had an injury. And then Jaleel Johnson was awful. And for the rest of this list, they just had to go. And the only player who we did not replace with another player pretty close to their talent, the only player who is going to be a big loss is Eric Wilson. Now, obviously, we had some other star players, Anthony Harris, Riley Reef, but we can we found replacements for those guys. Eric Wilson, we let him walk on a $2.75 million deal going to the Eagles and just brought in Nick Vigil to be his replacement. Eric Wilson did everything he needed to do to be that player the Minnesota Vikings had to bring back. We don't know what's going to happen with Anthony Barr. He hasn't had a good season since 2017. What did the Vikings do instead of that? Instead of possibly looking for Anthony Barr's replacement, they let our replacement for Anthony Barr go. He will likely be here one more year. We are paying Anthony Barr far too much money. They restructured his contract. He is going to play for another team in a couple years from now. Outside of that, we have no idea who our outside linebackers are going to be. We knew who our outside linebacker was going to be, and that was going to be Eric Wilson. And they let him walk like it was a needed decision. The Vikings did not need to let that guy go. There was no reason at all. Eric Wilson going to the Eric. I wish him the best of luck with the Philadelphia Eagles. Both Eric Wilson and Anthony Harris are both going to play for the Philadelphia Eagles defense. Two stud players the Vikings got from undrafted players the Vikings got and developed them into the players they are today. Eric Wilson was the replacement we had was going to be our our outside linebacker who was going to be Anthony Barr's replacement. And yet they let him walk. And who did they replace him with? If we take a look at the linebacker additions the Vikings had, Nick Vigil, who is just a backup. He's just a good backup. 
Vikings brought him in to be Eric Wilson's replacement. This is not going to work out. I can tell you that right now. He is not an outside linebacker. This is not going to work out. Chas Surratt, the Minnesota Vikings drafted in the third round, a bit of a reach. But once again, I am hopeful with the Vikings defensive coaching staff that they can uh, coach this player into the starting role. With that being said, he is not ready to be a starter today. So even taking him in the third round, he's not going to be starting today. He has to be developed into that role going into the future. And then Tuff and Christian Ellis, two of our undrafted players the Vikings got, who obviously will not be on the active roster this upcoming season, likely on the practice squad or not even making the team. So the Vikings got rid of one of our best defensive players. In fact, one of the two defensive players who played all 16 games last year and held their own. Both him and Harrison Smith were the two players we could say, at least we have those guys on our defensive lineup. Now, yes, Eric Kendricks did play a majority of this is, uh, the season, and he was our best defensive player. And we did see a little spark from DJ Wanham, a little spark from our rookies, Cameron Dantzler in there too. But outside of that, the Vikings suffered with a lot of injuries. And a lot of players who didn't, meet, didn't exceed or meet their expectations, like Anthony Harris, like I mean, Mike Hughes did get injured too. Uh, you had Jaleel Johnson. A lot of these players just didn't meet their expectations. Eric Wilson exceeded his expectations, and the Vikings let him go. Harrison Smith did meet his expectations, and we have to just say at least we have Harrison Smith because he was the only player on that Vikings secondary last year as everybody was either unexperienced or injured. So why is this such a big loss for the Minnesota Vikings? And why is the, why do I say this is the biggest loss for the Minnesota Vikings? That is because... Eric Wilson may not, he may not be a star. He is now Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks is the best middle linebacker in the NFL, the best uh, coverage linebacker and run stopping linebacker in the NFL. Is he the best overall linebacker? No, he's the best middle linebacker in the NFL. We have Anthony Barr, who, yeah, he's a pretty good pass rusher. Daniel Hunter, excellent pass rusher. We have Harrison Smith, still top seven safety in the NFL. We have a lot of players on this Vikings defense. The thing that made Eric Wilson great is that he did his part. Anytime Eric Wilson had the opportunity to tackle maybe a quarterback, a, uh, uh, a running back, he did his part. He was not missing tackles. He was breaking up passes. He held his own. And that's what Nick Vigil will likely not be able to do. Not only is that important, but he stayed healthy. And we have to cherish that because we notice especially last year, how much injuries can ruin our season. It was the core reason why the Vikings suffered last year was those injuries. And if you take a look at the linebacker position, take away the rest of the defense, because yes, there was injuries all around the defense, take away the rest of the defense. And if you look at the linebackers, the 10 linebackers the Vikings have under contract right now is Nick Vigil, Eric Kendricks, Anthony Barr, Chaz Surratt, Troy Dye, Cameron Smith, Ryan Connolly, Blake Lynch, Tuff Borland, and Christian Ellis. The players that I starred, if you're watching this on YouTube, the players that I starred are the players who suffered with the injury in the last two seasons. Yes, that many players have suffered with injuries in the last two, two seasons, all the way down to Blake Lynch, who we saw a little bit of last year. Wasn't very surprising, but once again, he was an undrafted player. You don't expect anything from an undrafted rookie to come in and make a splash. We saw players like Blake Lynch last year. We saw players like Todd Davis, Hardy Nickerson. We saw Vikings playing, playing players we've never heard of because that's how many injuries we had at the linebacker position. Eric Hendricks and Anthony Barr coming back will be a huge sigh of relief for the Minnesota Vikings as they are a, one of the best linebacker duos in the NFL. Thing is, we could have had one of the best linebacker trios in the NFL. With Eric Wilson going into, I think it's sixth season, he'd be going into as an experienced player, being that linebacker three, filling that role for the Minnesota Vikings. 
we could have an excellent defensive front and linebacker. One of the best four threes in the NFL. Our defensive front is no doubt great. I mean, it's suffering with some pass rush. We'll give it that. But our defensive front can stop the run well. And our linebackers, will have to we would have to rely on them. Instead, we're playing a player like Nick Vigil, who shouldn't even be a starter. There is nothing that made him look like a starter in his entire career. And the Vikings drafted Chaz Surratt maybe to play for that role. We have no idea who this third linebacker is going to be. But we know it's not going to be Eric Wilson. And that's why it's going to be a huge letback for the Minnesota Vikings. Because if we suffer with injuries and we don't have a backup, a bounce player like Eric Wilson that we can rely on, Vikings season will fall apart. I wish Eric Wilson the best of luck. It is the core reason. And I don't know how the Vikings are going to replace this. I don't. Even with Eric uh, Anthony Barr coming back, we haven't seen a season... Anthony Barr, he has the name. First round draft pick. Played here, played here for six seasons. He's a cap a team captain for the Minnesota Vikings. He made a few Pro Bowls, but he hasn't had a good season since 2018. So can you expect that Anthony Barr is going to come back and all of a sudden fill that pass rushing linebacker run stopping role that we need for the Minnesota Vikings? I'm not very high on that to happen. And even if it does happen. Say it happens and Anthony Barr comes back and he looks like 2017 Anthony Barr, 2016 Anthony Barr. Say he comes back and looks like how he did back then. He's still not going to be with the team for more than two years. I'll give it two years max that Anthony Barr is going to be with the Minnesota Vikings. And for that reason, Vikings made a huge mistake letting Eric Wilson go. With that being said, though, we went over a lot of negative. The negative in this episode we have to appreciate how great the vikings have improved this offseason i mean the defensive front has improved a lot the secondary improved tremendously on the offensive line they improved in the draft now they still doesn't look like a great offensive line but they did improve in the draft as well same with the wide receiver core so the vikings improved basically on all cylinders this offseason except for the linebacker position and for that reason eric wilson is going to be an unreplaceable player and hopefully you know, it's possible if this is Anthony Barr's last season and Eric Wilson does only play one year with the Philadelphia Eagles because he's under contract for one year, $2.75 million, which the Vikings could be able to, should have been able to pay. If he only plays one season with there, it's possible Mike Zimmer brings him back, fill in for Anthony Barr. I don't know. I would like to see that happen. That's my prediction is that the Vikings, Eric Wilson is one of the Vikings signings maybe in a year or two. Let me know what y'all think. There are five positions the Minnesota Vikings have that are opening on the starting lineup that players are playing for. This is a positional battle. You see this happen a lot in off seasons where a lot of coaches will draft players. They will take players in free agency really just to play for that position and see who is the best player and they will win that starting lineup or that starting position on the lineup. Starting with the fifth position and that would be slot receiver. Now, a lot of Vikings fans say that going into this offseason, the Vikings had to focus on wide receiver. And I was one of those players who I believe that the Vikings should have focused on getting a wide receiver three because you have BC Johnson, who's he's a really good backup outside wide receiver. He is not a wide receiver three. You have Chad Beebe, who looked like a solid wide receiver three, made some splashy plays last year. However, he's also injury prone and he's Chad Beebe. He's not as good as a wide receiver three could be. But the more I look at it, the less we actually need a wide receiver three. Yes, we need a slot wide receiver, but we don't actually need a wide receiver three. And the reason why is because Irv Smith Jr. is our third best wide receiver or our third best receiver. 
He's not a wideout, but he can play that slot wide receiver role. If the Vikings have, because we have obviously the top three wide receiver duo in the NFL with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen, they can play as outside wide receivers. And then you have Dalvin Cook in the backfield, which you run the rock around him. This is how your offense is built. You have CJ Ham obviously at fullback, and then you can use two tight end sets with Irv Smith Jr., with Tyler Conklin. We don't actually need to play Chad Beebe and BC Johnson as much as we did last year. I don't see it to be a necessary role to fill for the Minnesota Vikings. So Erzman Jr. is that role for the Minnesota Vikings where he can he will get the third most targets this upcoming season. Now, obviously injuries could change that, but assuming he doesn't get injured, he will get the third most targets this upcoming season and he will be that slot wide receiver for the Minnesota Vikings. However, this is a positional battle. There's a lot of players who are playing for that role, although I do believe it should be Earth Smith Jr. You also have Chad Beebe, who was our wide receiver three slot wide receiver last year. He made some plays, had two touchdowns, and he did his, he held his own. He was making plays from the slot. And then BC Johnson, obviously third-year player. He's coming back. He filled in for Adam Thielen when he was injured. He had a two-point conversion, didn't get a touchdown last year, but he's another pretty good player. And then Amir Smith-Marset, who the Vikings drafted in the fifth round and is also playing for that role. Amir Smith-Marset is also playing for the kick return role right now, which I don't have uh, special teams on this list. This is offense and, and defensive positions. But uh, if I were to put special teams on this list, I would put that because uh, Amir Smith-Marset, KJ Osborne, who shouldn't get the role again. And then you have uh, Kane and Wanu, you have Chad Beebe. All these players are playing for that kick and punt return role. So I could have put this that on this list too. I'm just thinking of that now. And then another one is cornerback. Now, Vikings once again, for I don't know how many years it's been a row, has focused on corner in the offseason. This time it wasn't very much the draft. The Vikings didn't draft a corner, not that I can think of right now. The Vikings didn't draft a corner, but they brought in a lot of corners in free agency. Thing is, we don't know who our corners are going to be, who our starting corners are going to be. We don't know who our slot corner is going to be. We don't know how this list is going to go, and that's why there's a positional battle here, which right now, on the depth chart, Cameron Dantzler is our starting cornerback one. He's a lengthy corner. I was not very high on this guy coming out of Mississippi State, but wow, did he have an incredible rookie season. So he is well-deserving of that starting role, but even if he doesn't get it, we have Patrick Peterson, we have Brashad Breeland, we have Jeff Gladney, Mackenzie Alexander. These are all players who are playing for those starting outside corners. Now, Cameron Dantzler, Patrick Peterson, and Brashad Breeland, those are the three players who are playing for the starting outside corner positions. Jeff Gladney, Mackenzie Alexander, they're playing for those nickelback slot corner positions because that's pretty much how they're valued. That's where their position should be. So that's kind of what Jeff Gladney, Mackenzie Alexander are playing for and so forth. So really everywhere as a corner, these players are playing for those positions. Next, we have third linebacker. Now, I already went over how poor of a decision it was to let Eric Wilson go. Vikings could have easily have brought back Eric, Eric Wilson. We have $13 million in cap space and Eric Wilson is getting paid 2.75 with the Philadelphia Eagles. Vikings could have brought him back as a third linebacker. We didn't need to let him go and try to replace his role. There is no reason why the Minnesota Vikings should have made that rule. However, third linebacker, now that we don't have Eric Wilson, these players are all playing for that position. Those players are Nick Vigil, who the Vikings brought in uh, in free agency, Troy Dye, second-year player that the Vikings drafted out of Oregon, Cameron Smith, I believe he's a third-year player for the Minnesota Vikings. I'm actually very high on Cameron Smith. I think he has a incredible role, incredible. I think his ceiling is a lot higher than people are positioning him, um, putting him at. I think he is the highest ceiling out of any player on this list, because if he can get that pass rushing role down, 
I believe Cameron Smith can honestly take this spot, which yes, he doesn't, he's not Troy Dye, he's not Nick Vigil yet, but he can get there and more. So I I'm very high on Cameron Smith. And then Chaz Surratt, who the Vikings drafted in the third round out of UNC. Now, Chaz Surratt, obviously, he is not ready to take that starting role. He's relatively new to the position as well. But I do believe with Andre Patterson, with Mike Zimmer, with Adam Zimmer, they can develop this guy into the starting role going into the future as a pass rusher. As of right now, though, he is not ready to be in that position. And then Ryan Connolly and Blake Lynch. Blake Lynch, we did get to see a little bit of last year. He was a undrafted player in 2020, I believe it was. He's likely going to be on the practice squad or not on the roster this upcoming season. And then with Ryan Connolly, I hate to say it, but I also do not believe Ryan Connolly will be on the active roster this upcoming season. Now, the reason why I say I hate to say it, not only is a fifth round draft pick and you'd want to see fifth round draft picks be on your roster for at least four years. He's also from Minnesota. He grew up in Eden Prairie, so he's a Minnesota native, but I don't believe he has any role on this Minnesota Vikings team. So I don't think he'll make the roster as well. And then next up we have uh, guard. So this is, like I've said on this podcast a million times, going into this offseason, offensive guard was the biggest need for the Minnesota Vikings. And there was no doubt about it. The Vikings allowed far too many pressures on the interior side of the line. Not only that, but we suffered with injuries and we saw too many players who looked so awful last year that we do not want to see any more of this upcoming season. So I believe there's four players right now who are playing for that starting offensive guard role. And no, none of those players are Drew Samia. We're not going to put him on this list because he also should not be on the roster this upcoming season. Those players are Ezra Cleveland, second year player out of Boise State, Dakota Dozier. Hopefully he is not up there. Hopefully he does not get the role again. When I look at ESPN or anywhere uh, when I look at the Vikings depth charts they still have Dakota Dozier as a starting left guard there is no way Dakota Dozier is going to be our starting left guard this upcoming season he is going to be that bumper player that you move into that role if need be and then Wyatt Davis and Rashad Hill now Rashad Hill is a excellent backup left tackle but he's also played guard in the past and Rashad Hill is our best backup offensive lineman we have on this list so if he's a backup left tackle he can also be a backup left guard or starting right guard possibly too if Wyatt Davis does not, does not work. Wyatt Davis, third round draft pick out of Ohio State. It could also be a starting right guard. He's played some snaps at right guard during team OTAs and during practices. So I do believe Wyatt Davis has a very high possibility of getting that starting right guard role right out of college as a third round draft pick, which is very impressive. And then the biggest positional value on the Vikings starting lineup is at right defensive end. Now, obviously, Daniel Hunter has that left defensive end role locked down. He is one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. With that being said, we don't know who is going to be alongside Daniel Hunter. Is it going to be second year players uh, out of South Carolina, DJ Wanham? He's expected to be. However, we love Vikings fans. We love DJ Wanham. Obviously, he's a fourth-round draft pick, impressive fourth-round draft pick for the Minnesota Vikings. He's being developed into a starter, and he also, not to mention, he messed, he won the uh, game against the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field, where he forced that game-winning fumble. So, DJ Wanham, very loved by Minnesota Vikings fans as a rookie, making the, that much of a splash in the NFL. And then Stephen Weatherly, who the Vikings brought in in free agency, brought back in free agency after being cut from the Carolina Panthers and drafting Patrick Jones and Janarius Robinson in the third and fourth round of this year's draft. So the Vikings made a lot of moves to fill uh, at the right defensive end position for this very reason, so these players can play for that starting role. Whoever gets this right defensive end um, position, whoever's uh, earned that starting role, they will have earned that. 
they will have fought for that role because all four of these players can play for that role. And whoever's the best pass rusher, just put them out there and hope they can do their job. DJ Wanam was our best pass rusher last year, and that's not saying a whole lot. Well, take away Yannick Ngakwe, who played with us four games. Take away that. He, DJ Wanam was our best pass rusher. Far better than Jalen Holmes, who shouldn't even be on the roster this upcoming season. Far better than Afadio Denebo and all of our linebackers that played as well. So that's going to wrap up this part. Um, who do you think is going to win that right defensive end role? Because, of course, DJ Wanham is very loved. We I can't say anything bad about DJ Wanham. He won us the game against the Green Bay Packers. But on top of that, is he ready to be a starter? Not to mention the fact that even Daniil Hunter, I mean, it's possible he's going to get traded. People are talking about, no, I do not think he's going to get traded. However, with that being said, we haven't seen him in a whole year. He hasn't played in the NFL for a whole year. Who knows how he's going to look? Is he going to be 2018 Daniel Hunter and 2019 Daniel Hunter? I do not know. He hasn't played a full year in the NFL. Same with Anthony Barr, second best pass rusher. Is he going to be 2016, 2017 Anthony Barr? I don't think so. Because the last time we saw Anthony Barr play a full season wasn't very impressive in 2019. He got pancaked by Jimmy Garoppolo. So I don't know how I'm going to expect a big pass rush is going to be a big issue this upcoming season. Daniel Hunter and Anthony Barr have been excellent pass rushers, but we haven't seen them in so long. So who knows how they're going to be when they come back? With that being said, we should have a better pass rush than we had last year. And that's not saying a whole lot. We should just be able to apply more pressure on the quarterback than last year. So even if it's not an impressive season, uh, when it comes to rushing the passer, we can say at least it was better than it was last year. And our de interior defensive tackles, we're not even going to talk about those guys. Those guys weigh 315 pounds, which is pretty good for, I mean, you do want size in your defensive tackles because that's how you get to the, that's how you stop the run. That's how you close inside the pocket. And that's what you want. However, with that being said, they will be have a hard time getting to these quarterbacks. You're not going to see Michael Pierce and Delvin Tomlinson racking up very many sacks. You need Daniel Hunter to be your sack guy, and you need whoever is going to be the right defensive end to get those pressures for Daniel Hunter or vice versa, because defensive end duels are very important. So uh, who do you think is going to be taking these roles? And let me know what you guys' list is. Thank you all for tuning into episode 100, very special one, of Morning Kickoff. Have a great day.